he said to her, look, Nicky, can I call you Nicky? No, you can't. Well, that was a terrible Nicola Sturgeon. It's like, no, you can't, you wee diddy. Hello and welcome back to the Crypto Standard Podcast, where we take the cryptic out of crypto. You've probably noticed that we've shifted the focus of this podcast more towards Bitcoin. And this episode is called Fix the Money, Fix the World. So we want to explain why we have done this. Why are we focusing more on Bitcoin over any other cryptocurrency? So I hope you enjoy this one. But remember, nothing we say is financial advice. Let's go. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the next episode of the Crypto Standard Podcast with me, James. Not even going to try. Me, Jordan. <laughs> Jordan, do you know why I'm talking in this long, drawn Texas accent? Why are you talking like that? <laughs> I know. So, do you know who Matty Parker is? Don't look in the screen. Do you know who Matty Parker is? No, not good. Matty Parker is now a famous lady. She's the mayor of Fort Worth. And she has said that with blockchain technology and cryptocurrency revolutionizing the financial landscape, we want to transform Fort Worth into a tech-friendly city as she starts to mine Bitcoin. Yeah, um, so it says Fort Worth, Texas, will become the first city um, government in the US to mine Bitcoin. Wow. This makes me frustrated. Ah. It's all happening over in America, but there's nothing in the UK or Europe it said, for that. It says the city has accepted a donation of three S9 miners from the Texas Blockchain Council in partnership with Luxor Technologies and Rhodium Enterprises. It will run a trial period of six months as they learn the industry in hopes to become a leading hub for mining. I just think that is brilliant. It's so cool. Yeah, I mean, well done to them. There. <laughs> but did you notice, but what, what did you notice there? It's the private sector who have obviously spoken to them. The councils get to work with it, analyze it, use it, see where it all fits, and then they'll become all fee with it. That's the clever way. So what where our frustration in Scotland comes in is we can't expect Nicola Sturgeon or the Scottish government just to say, by the way, we're going to buy five mining rigs and start mining Bitcoin because they don't know why. So we need to help them. And it might be that we, at some point, do we buy a mining rig? Do we buy some miners oh. and see? Well, that, that totally leads me on. Like, <laughs> we didn't have this written down at all, but that totally leads me on. I've been down a rabbit hole of, of Bitcoin miners, looking at Bitcoin miners, but they're actually heaters for your house. Have you seen these before? Oh, because they give off they give off a bit of heat. They give off so much heat. And that's the problem with Bitcoin mining is yeah. how to cool down the miners. So a lot of miners will put them in a liquid that cools it down. Not sure of the specific names. Um, others will put fans going through the miners to cool them yeah. down. But you can get miners that are actually heaters for your house. So say it's a cold day and you want to heat your house a little bit and you don't want to put the heating on because it costs a lot of money to do that 
you can flick your Bitcoin miner on. Yes, it will cost you money electricity, but you will be earning Bitcoin at the same time as heating your house. Riddle me that. That is, I, I saw cool. this and I was like, this is so cool. This is the future. That's pretty cool. So, do you want to know how much they are? <laughs> Jordan, how much are they? They are, you know what? It's actually not that bad and they look pretty cool. They're, you can get them for $1,100. So you buy this little miner, yeah. and you plug it in, and you get it going. It yeah. mines Bitcoin, and that was, so it might, it might make you $120 a month type of thing. Yeah, I, I'm not sure what the... Depends how much you want to heat your house, really. But and the it, good thing about mining is that you can flick it on and off. Like It doesn't yeah. really matter when you turn it on and off. Yeah, but essentially what you're saying is so, so, so you can get a little miners that will make you about $120 worth of Bitcoin a month. So <laughs> Where did you got this 120 from? So, so you can go into a site, and I, I think it may be Luxor, I'm not sure, but you can go into the site and essentially they've got, you You rent a machine from them and they store it yeah. in their data centre and they say, you, you pay us X mm -hmm. and I'm making this up, $5,000 and then you buy that ASIC. That's yours. Mm -hmm. They run it. They run the electricity, and they and they make sure it's tuned up in mining. And it and I saw that they said that will make you roughly one hundred and twenty dollars for one. So the more you buy, the more you get at the current price of Bitcoin. So if you had one of these in the house type of thing, and it can make you one hundred and twenty dollars, that's also heating your house. So your electricity bill could be one hundred and twenty dollars. It's a win-win. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. So, yeah, they're. I don't know when they're getting released. That you can pre-order them now. That yeah. is so clever. That is so cool. <laughs> I want one of those. Okay. So we've been down the Bitcoin rabbit hole, and I guess some of the the audience are wondering: all they do is rabbit on about Bitcoin these days. What happened to all the other all the other coins out there? Yeah. But you. You more than more than me because it's you've got a lot more time on this world. You've worked out why the why of what's brought us to where we are. Yeah, the like, I think we I think we've taken a step back and looked at. Well, certainly I have taken a step back and figured out what is the real problem that we're facing at the moment. And the real problem is that the money, the money is broken. The, the whole ecosystem of money, the whole economy globally is broken because of using fiat money. And then, yes, looking at lots of Bitcoin books, I've been down many different rabbit holes. But then looking at what is going to fix that? What is there one thing that's going to fix that? Um, or the probability, what's highest probability to fix that? And that's where we pinpointed Bitcoin. So, so hold on. And this is really important. So for people my age yeah, um, who are just about to collect their pensions or their private pensions or the 401ks, whatever you want to call them, they've saved for years and they've got their pension and they're about to spend and get their um and, and retire. I know lots of people are retiring in their 50s and 60s. They've got their dough. So they've got their money, many of them, 
and I'm not talking about the poor or underprivileged, I'm talking about people who've been lucky enough to be able to work and save. And they've, they're, they're, many of them have been able to buy a house, have a 25-year mortgage, and they've got a house. So they're an asset. So notwithstanding the poor and the people who have not had that opportunity, these people are kind of giving it, I'm all right, Jack. I've got my house paid. I've got my pension that was going to pay out. You know, I've been a police officer for twenty for 30 years. I've retired as an inspector. I'm getting 40 or 50 grand a year as a pension. They're all right, Jack. So you're saying something needs fixed, but in their eyes it doesn't. So you need to explain that to the audience. What does need fixed? But it's still the money. So yeah, but they will be seeing, they will be seeing prices go up. Like you're seeing the cost of your energy bills going up given it's it's exaggerated by the war and everything like that. Yes. But you, I, I know specifically, you will be thinking about your kids and what their future is going to hold because once you understand how the money is broken, how it's broken, you can kind of see where it's going because you've seen where it's come from. And we've seen a massive devaluation. I think it's like 98% of the dollar is devalued. Okay, so stop me there. Stop, stop me there. Okay. So what you're saying is, <laughs> just to be clear, yeah. that the money's broken yeah. and the, the evidence that you have for that is Houses in Dundee are going. <laughs> no, yeah. this is something very serious. Houses in Dundee are going on the market, mm -hmm. and they are literally selling in two weeks. Yeah, that people might find that absolutely crazy. That houses in Dundee mm -hmm. are selling within two weeks. Mm -hmm. They're going sold on offer, and the offers that are going in are crazy money. So a house in Dundee that maybe five years ago was valued at 300000 is now valued at 475000 and it's getting offers over crazy over that. Yep. What that means is that house is now pegged at nearly £200,000 more than it was five years ago, which means that people at the bottom of the run who are starting out and want to buy their first house, their flats up, so everything's up and the whole thing is up because of inflation and asset prices and all that. Therefore, they can go on. And because they can go on, they've got to rent. So therefore, they don't have the access to getting on the housing ladder. So the, you, that is that one of the ways that you're saying is broken yeah. for your generation? Yeah. It is, it's so hard now for people my age to get on the housing ladder without help from the older generation. You can't just save your way, unless you've got a, an amazing job, you can't just save your way to getting, like easily getting a deposit and having a, a nice life really with like holidays, a year. It's not, it's not really plausible now because I was speaking to someone and they said within the last year, they're... Because they would just use yogurt as like their morning yogurt that they would have for breakfast has gone up 80 pence in the last year alone. 
And like, how do how do we expect people to keep up with this? And okay, so so so, so I understand. I'm mm-hmm. going to bring you back. So therefore, you're saying because of inflation and because yeah. of the wave of printed money over the years, prices have gone up. Yeah. Explain to me, and I'm, I I don't have the answer to this, so it's not a it's not a put you on the spot question. Okay. Explain to me how Bitcoin fixes this, because everyone says it. You see all the tweets. Bitcoin fixes this. I'm like, well, yeah. f- tell me how. <laughs> we have not practiced these questions, so this is me just off the bat as yeah. well. I, yeah. So, how does it fix this? Well, first you've identified the problem, which we saw is the fiat system, and it's manipulated by governments and bank- central banks, which causes in, which causes inflation. Which agreed. That, so their manipulation is causing our inflation and causing us to spend more money. Yeah. Flip this, look at Bitcoin. Bitcoin doesn't have bankers and politicians controlling it. They physically can't. And that's the beauty that nobody can manipulate the supply of Bitcoin. And okay. that's where it intertwines with the inflation because the inflation is mathematically built in already. Okay. That's really good. So I, I get that. So if you were sitting in front of um, Nicola Sturgeon, yeah, who's on the, the, the threshold of declaring another independence um, sort of debate in the in the in Scotland, probably over the next two years, and you said to her, "Look, Nikki, did I call you Nikki? No, you can't. <clears throat> well, that was a terrible Nicola Sturgeon. It's like, no, you can't. You had wee diddy. Um, so." If you were sitting in front of her and all her advisors, and they're all be clever people, and you said, I can make Scotland almost inflation proof. We can create a new uh, money, a new sound money, a new paradigm, and 21 million Bitcoin will fix us. She's going to say, okay, how do I do that? Because ultimately, for the 5.75 million people in Scotland, You've got to convert them over at some point to Bitcoin and Satoshis, haven't you? If you're going to use the currency. Or are you just saying, well, we'll, what we'll do is we'll put that in the savings account and then you can create lots of money. But how does that, but you've still got the fiat money sitting beside it, have you not? Yeah, but it will be, But I mean, I don't have the answer either. Like this is just hypothetically how... There's so many different avenues that countries could go down with yeah. this, but you'd have it more similar to the gold standard that we were on is that you have your Bitcoin reserves and then you have your stable currency next to that, let's say. So ah, you've got, ah, yeah. So what you're saying is you have, so let's say you've got, let's say Scotland owned 1000 Bitcoin, for example. Mm-hmm. We peg our currency to the Bitcoin and say it has to be within the parameters of that Bitcoin. And if it's not, then we can't spend any more. So if our Bitcoin's worth 10 billion, we are saying our borrowing will be no more than 10 billion because that's all we've got in the Bitcoin bank. And if we go over that, then we're actually creating inflation. So therefore, we have to live within our means. Is that what you're saying? Yes. It's... So why do you need Bitcoin for it? Why don't you just live within your means? <laughs> yeah, this is where the problem comes in, that there is still a centralized authority running the country. So that, 
So therefore, is it is that not the problem? The problem is not the fiat system. The problem is the people that are running it, the central bankers and the mm-hmm. politicians who just spend, spend. I mean, we, we, we can see just now, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. We're going to, you're like, where do you get all that money, mate? Oh, wait, <laughs> sorry. It's just, I just got a flashback on the video. Have you seen Joe Biden saying we are going to spend billions on making our military vehicles eco-friendly? Oh, so Have you saw that. Oh man, an eco-friendly. I mean, it's just it's so woke, isn't it? It is so woke. I know, and it's a, it's a really difficult one. Now, we've yeah. talked before about Cardano and how Charles Hoskinson, again, ex-Ethereum guy, has built Cardano on Haskell. It's going to be it's, it's this that, and the next thing. Totally get it. And he says, "I've built the next global financial platform," mm-hmm. and I actually believe Charles Hoskinson when he says that. Now, is anyone using Cardano just now? Not really. There's a few NFTs and stuff kicking about on it. Is Charles Hoskinson entrepreneurial? Yes. Is he a great marketeer? Yes. Can he talk the hind legs off a donkey and make you believe stuff? Yes. Is he powerful? Yes. And the way he puts points across. Has he created the next global financial system? I don't know. But I'm pretty sure he's got something there. But right now, no one's using that because of its kind of centralised thingy, magidgy, but it's going to be capable of doing a thousand transactions per second, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But no one's going for that. They're going for Bitcoin. Yeah. And American companies and uh, banks and uh, councils, for a better word, are going for Bitcoin. Yeah, and I think if you break it down like that and break it down right into the fundamentals, and because we, if we want a global monetary system, we need the most fundamentally sound form of money. Yes. And I truly believe that that is Bitcoin, to fix that side of it. Will, will Cardano succeed? I still believe it will. I, because of what it's doing with like the identification in Africa, Bitcoin's not doing that. And with land ownership and yeah. NFTs and companies building on top of it, yes, it has yeah. a place in this world. But as a global so, monetary system, I believe Bitcoin is fundamentally okay. better. Okay, so what you're saying is blockchains like Cardano with its Atala prism can create a phenomenally blockchain identity. I totally get all that. Mm-hmm. Then you have things like Ethereum, um, which is kind of like the supercomputer that so many things are built on. You've got RSR, so the Reserve Protocol have got, I think they've got like over half a million users. That thing's growing down in South America. So there's obviously a need. If it, if it was rubbish, if people didn't want it, they wouldn't use it, but they are using it. That's where it comes in that we need a stable currency. And at this moment in time, Bitcoin is not that. And that's where it falls with adopting it as a currency for a nation. And that's why I go down. Only it's sound money. So it's not sound money as in money you spend every day. It's sound money as in it's more of it's it's almost like, well, gold's gone. This this is the new gold and you can borrow against it or, or collateralize it. Is that kind of where you're going with this? It comes back to the characteristics of money. 
and sound money. And we've used these in economics for decades, centuries. And it comes back to, is it a medium of exchange, a store of value, and a unit of account? At the moment, we can class it as a unit of account. And we can also class it as a medium of exchange because we exchange Bitcoin for products and services. Store of value, that's in a short-term store of value. It doesn't have that yet. But in the long-term store of value, it beats everything else. So, yeah, it's just not stable. So I can't see it being... Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's not stable. We need a stable coin too. Yes, you've got your stable coins, and and just now Bitcoin and Ethereum and Cardano. I'm watching them all. Solana just now. They're they're all very um, volatile. Mm -hmm. And until until more people, when more people start to use it, um, use these these cryptocurrencies, then they'll become less volatile. Mm -hmm. Um, So. Have we solved the question of why Nicola Sturgeon should uh, borrow fifty billion from Christine Lagarde and uh, buy Bitcoin because it'll be really good for everyone in Scotland? Because yes, it's scarce. It's, it's only twenty-one million, so there's a good chance you've got value. You could be a, a good a good uh, bet there, Nicola. But what about how how do we get everyone using it? So do you have to then look at what? President Bukele's done in El Salvador, where he's given everyone his Achievo wallet yeah. with $30 of, of uh, Bitcoin in it. And he's saying, that's yours. I'm giving you that. Hold it for five years. And it, I, I believe it will be worth a lot more. So, the, so I'm giving your family some wealth. I, I don't think we can play out of the same playbook as Bukele. Bukele. Because we're a very different country and with the governance is a lot different as well. So I think we have to do it in a more diplomatic way, really, and like yep. easing easing them in. And that's why I think that using this and using it as like a savings account and a current account would be more appealing to them rather than us saying, yeah, you should buy Bitcoin. So there's no need for your jobs in the future. Like that, <laughs> that, well, that will not Hold work. on a minute. Hold on a minute. Remember the, the, the mayor, we started this program, the mayor of uh, Fort Worth in Texas, she's mining it. She's looking at it. She's not saying this is going to make me redundant. Mm-hmm. She's saying how I think they're going to look at how they can weave Bitcoin into their economy. And I think that's where sometimes we think it's either Bitcoin or the Great British Pound. There's nothing in between. It's not. This could be like a 50-year process where they weave Bitcoin into the economy and the fabric of money and taxation. And what will happen is it will just find a level. And then the new financial system will be, the bottom block of it will be on Bitcoin. So it's built on fundamentally sound money. And I mean, this is one avenue that we could go down and it's the less extreme version. And the one where I see that it doesn't affect so many people because like ultimately it's going to affect a lot of people moving more towards a Bitcoin standard. 
But if we just suddenly switched from fiat to Bitcoin, that would be yes, absolute carnage and that would not so, work. So Nicholas Durgeon is actually, they said she's a great, she could be known as the person who introduced Bitcoin to Scotland and put it on the balance sheet. But it's the politicians, it's the politicians your age and all the young folks that I see out there, they've got to be the next ones that get it. So yeah. I think that's why holding the Bitcoin conference and inviting them to it to say, come and find out more. It's just the education. The educate people need to know about it before they start investing in it. So he, so here's a question for you. So in my portfolio, I still have Bitcoin, I still have Ethereum, I still have Cardano, and I still have reserve. Mm -hmm. Now, I believe that Bitcoin could be sound money, but I also believe in what these the, the 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 potential of these projects as investments no no I, no i i i i believe that cardano could create something in mm -hmm. terms of uh, african countries i believe that ethereum is necessary because other developers are building on it but i also believe that something like reserve could create it could be the new PayPal 2.0. Now, Bitcoin Maxis might hate the fact that I'm saying that, but I still believe on the energy of the people behind these projects. That's why I haven't sold them. I mean, it comes back to the very start is that why do we, why are we focusing on Bitcoin? And because we believe that Bitcoin is first. I, I feel like we have to fix the money before anything else. Yeah, I think you're right. And the fixing the money, so if you think about it, it's taken 50 years for them to come off the gold standard mm -hmm. in 1971 and the money's going nuts. Yeah. Just taken 50 years. It's probably going to take 50 years to fix it. And if we start, and I wonder if that's why, you know, um, Miami, El Salvador, now Fort Worth, when they're starting to play and ideate and feel Bitcoin in and around them, that could be the start of their 50-year journey into sound money. So therefore, if I, that, I think that's the argument you would say, we know we can't switch Scotland overnight, but over the next 50 years, if we go down the rabbit hole with 10, 10 uh, cities around the world who are doing it, then we will learn from it and it potentially has an upside for the citizens moving forward. I think that's it. Yeah. No, I like that. I, In my personal opinion, I think the 50 years will be 10 years. Um, I think this is going to be a very quick shift because okay. just because what, what we've seen happen in the last year alone, um, okay. but that's all dependent on world events that because... Yeah, I agree with you. I, I, yeah. I, you could be right. If you think about it, eighteen months ago, two years ago, I was sitting with a crypto portfolio, and I was, and people were just like, "You, so what? You've got some stuff in the ether, and it's just a load of noise." Look at how, look at how the, the whole discussion and narrative has changed. Mm -hmm. You've got politics. You've got sound money. The um, and what the war's done, and and what all the people, the truckers in Canada. And then, you know, El Salvador, it's just the whole thing is, has really accelerated. And if it continues at this, uh, this pace, whew, where could it be in five years? Yeah. Okay. Um, 
that was really whirlwind and fast. But I, I hope that the listeners have realised that we are not Bitcoin maxis and saying it's Bitcoin or you're dead. What we're saying is, in terms of sound money, nothing else beats it. I think that's a strong way to finish it. That, yeah, it, it, with for sound money, nothing competes with yeah. it. But yeah. if you're looking out with sound money and other ways that other investments and other things that how block blockchain can benefit the world, then yeah, there is lots of cryptocurrencies out there that can do that. But in yeah. terms of money, Bitcoin trumps everything else. Okay. All right. Are you a financial advisor? I am not a financial advisor. Because you did you did mention investments there, and some of these projects, <laughs> some of these projects will will solve problems, and as a result of that, their prices will go up and down. So people have to make their own, their own mind up as to whether they want to invest in them or not. Um, and we know we know what we've got, and that's it. Okay, really interesting. Um, what have you got planned for the rest of the weekend, John? Working on the conference. Actually. Oh, yeah. God, working on the conference. We've oh, had, my goodness. I'm getting, yeah, just a quick word. Like, I'm getting super excited now with the amount of guests that we are, that are interested in coming and a few committing. Yeah, it's getting very, very exciting now. It's interesting that, so some guy tweeted, I hope it's not going to be a thousand dollars, the same as the Miami conference. Well, no, it's not. It's not going to be anywhere near a thousand dollars. But by the same token, it ain't cheap to run a conference, and we can't put it on for five quid or twenty-five quid. It just doesn't. It just doesn't make sense. You as well just you know staying in your house and doing some tweets. Um, <laughs> so there, there will be a price, and unfortunately, people will either be able to afford it or not. And we can't bring great guests, global guests, and just say, I tell you what, it's £12.50, mate. Well, it's, how much is it to go and see uh, Katie, what's that, Katie, what's that girl with that, that girl Katie Tunstall. Katie Tunstall's 75 quid a ticket. <laughs> right? You know, if you go and see Kevin Bridges or so, it's, yeah. it's 50, 60, 70, 80 quid a ticket for two hours. We're putting on a full day with, with amazing guests. So, pucker up, buttercup, Sell some satoshis and come and and, and, and whatever we hold it. That's just the real. The, that's the reality of it. But you're going to get guys who are sitting there with their stacks of bitcoins saying, "I'm not paying twenty five pounds as a rip off." Well, just stay in your rabbit hole then. Otherwise, get your twenty five quid out, and <laughs> it's going to be a lot more than that. And get up, get on, get on the train, and come and come and enjoy the energy of people who are passionate about what you're passionate about. Is that not what Bitcoin's all about? Yeah, bringing Bitcoin energy to Scotland. Yeah. So it's going to be in Scotland, the first one, and we'll, we'll tell you where the rest are all going to be because we'll, we'll map all that out. But we're very excited. So that's what you're doing at the weekend. That's what I'm doing. What are you doing? Probably going to come off this call and go straight on to back stuff with you on the Bitcoin <laughs> conference but look we're committed to, to creating something um, special so we're going to do it yeah exactly and I don't want to <laughs> I don't want you scaring people off about price the price will be ballpark figure around concerts comedians yeah that sort of ballpark figure yeah. we yeah. yeah we don't want it to be outpriced to many people 
It's not about making profits, it's about making sure we don't get, in, you know, we, we can pay all our bills and our yeah. VAT and all that sort of stuff. All right, mate. Enjoy your weekend and hey, I'll catch up with you. Everyone have a great and a safe weekend. Ciao. Ciao.